Golf. Did you miss a show? Listen to podcasts from all your favorite ESPN Las Vegas shows at lvsportsnetwork.com. KWWN Las Vegas and KLAV Las Vegas. Desde atrás, el pase es bueno para Riley Smith. Se viene Riley Smith. Qué manera de sacarlo, lo hizo. Y queda el poco a la deriva. Disparo. We're back to the Press Box Morning Show with Ed Graney and Tyler Bischoff. Be part of the conversation on the Finley Kia text line at 69187. Finley Kia, come see a Kia on West Sahara. Coming up on July 24th, it's the Battle for Vegas presented by Dollar Loan Center Charity Softball Game. Uh, Riley Smith. We'll be captaining one of the teams. Riley, how are you this morning? Hey, Thanks Riley. for joining us. I'm um, I'm great. How are you guys doing? Thanks yeah. for having me. We are good. So I I am curious with with the softball game. How much recruiting yep. do you have to do versus how many of your teammates want to play in this? Honestly, everyone wants to play in it. I think the toughest thing is to fit it into people's schedules, just because obviously it's in the middle of the summer and a lot of the guys go back to their their home cities, so um, it's a little tough, but. It's great to have the support that we have um, with some of the guys who are staying in town, and I think there may be a couple of guys that want to travel back for it. Dave Shane of the RJ yesterday, we said, who would be the worst player? He said Carrier for some reason, then he followed up with, he looks too hockey. <laughs> I think it's Theodore, because I think at one point, talking to you, you might have said, we want that guy in our fantasy football league because he doesn't know anything. <laughs> so, like, who's the worst, so- if you, who would be the worst softball player? You might as well throw a guy into the bus, like, if you had to pick. Well, I'll start off with saying I really doubt it's Carrier. He's, uh, he's one of those guys who he's, he's kind of one of the uh, multifaceted athletes. He's able to do everything. So I'm going to say definitely it's not him. Um, Theodore was at the last softball game, and he might have been the weak link on our team. So maybe I'll stick with him. Um, but I'm sure if I put a little bit more thought into it, I, I could pick someone out that would, uh, that would really hurt our team. We just, we just won't invite that person, though. Uh, sure. Who, okay. And Who's, by the way, I, I'm hoping that Shea comes back and is able to play again this summer. <laughs> exactly. Who's the best, though? Who's the best of your teammates at softball? Um, it may be uh, Jonathan Marchstall. He, uh, wow. Last year, I, I think he tied Jose Canseco in the home run derby. Ooh. So um, it's tough to say that anyone's going to top that. It, you sounded like it hurt you a little bit to admit that Jonathan Marchstall was good. You know, I played with him for like five years, so I try not to give him um, too many positive comments. You know, I, I don't want him to, uh, to get his head to get any bigger than it already is. Okay, I, ha- I have to ask you. I'm sorry, because we've asked other people the last few days, or actually this morning. Softball game's over. You win. Couple pops before you have to talk to the media. Who's Nikita Kucherov? Like, who has his <laughs> shirt off and just starts ripping everyone for no reason at all? I, re- I honestly really don't know. I, I didn't see... <laughs> Um, that video stream until this morning when I woke up, uh, I don't know what happened to his shirt or why he wasn't wearing it, but I don't think that's going to happen to anyone on our team. Oh, that's too bad. Bischoff said Marsha. So we're putting Marsha so up for everything. He's not like the best player. He's just going to go crazy after the game. Yeah, of course. It's a good possibility. (laughs) Uh, Riley, how much did you play baseball growing up? Like how much did you play this sport? I did not. I didn't play. Uh, I probably played softball five times in my life. So, um, growing up in Toronto, 
for me and my my older brothers, it was always hockey, lacrosse, and then when we were really small, um, you know, soccer and basketball. So this is one of the sports that that I'm not great at, but um, you know, I think I did all right for myself for the the first battle for Vegas. So hopefully, um, I, I keep on climbing a little bit. So wait, how did you become? The guy of that, like, how are you the lead guy in the softball game? Then, if you didn't play baseball growing up and you'd only played softball like five times, well, I think you see so many um, different hockey players and what they want to do when they try to give back to charity and create a charity event. It's always a golf tournament, so I want to do something a little bit different. And having that that great new stadium that was built two years ago, it just seemed like a, a match made in heaven. Um, and the aviators have been great, allowing us to, to use their stadium and, and help out for this great cause. Yeah, can you talk about it a little? Because you guys, I mean, the connection between, no one has to tell you, that between the community and this team is off the charts. To give back in this sense two straight years, I mean, how special is that for you? It's amazing. Um, you know, it's something I've always wanted to do, and it becomes easier, I think, when you further your career. Um, you know, your first couple of years in the, in the NHL, you're, you're really just focused on yourself and trying to make and trying to create a life for yourself and your family. Once you've kind of got over that hump, you start really thanking everyone in the community that, that has given you the opportunity to be where you are. And I think that's where I'm at right now. And over the last couple of years, really put a focus on giving back to, to charities. And, um, you know, the time that me and my family have been here in, in Vegas has been so special to us. And we want to give back, especially to the local charities. And um, when, you, when you can help kids who um, need some support and some aid, I think it goes a really long way. Are we getting Jose Canseco back out there again? I don't know. We'll see how the how the rosters balance out. <laughs> it's, how, it's a little early. How much, and maybe it's still not, and maybe uh, like you said, the golf and a lot of I know the guy, a lot of guys golf. Uh, how long does it take over uh, take, and maybe it already has for you just to move on from the season? Um, there's probably some still lingering effects. I watched part of the game last night, and. Um, you know, you try to take as much off time as you can. We've pretty much had two seasons right back-to-back, and um, it's definitely a grind. The season was tough. You're playing every other night, and right. uh, not a lot of rest, a ton of travel. So um, I always think the more time you can take off, the better. I just think it's it's extremely difficult because when you're sitting at home and you got nothing to do and you're twiddling your thumbs, it, it's easy just to get back in the gym and start getting mentally focused for the next year. Whether it may not be the best thing, it's kind of just what ends up happening. How many of your teammates do you think like sit down and watch like the entire Stanley Cup final when they're not a part of it versus, yeah, I don't need to pay attention. I don't want to watch that. We're out. Honestly, probably still watch. Um, you know, there's probably a bunch that, that don't want to admit it, but it's something that you chase for your entire life. And we felt like we've had the team here the last couple of years to do it. So um, it's tough to swallow. There's no doubt about that. And, and we felt that. We had a good enough team and a good enough chance to, to be there playing for it last night. Uh, look, every and everyone said it, and a lot of people said in the exit interviews, there's always change. You can't deny that. It happens to every team. Is it a sense where you don't think about that until something happens, that it's on your mind of what they might do, or is it it's out of your control, so you just kind of move on, like you said, get back in the gym, and when things happen, they happen? Yeah, you really don't have much control about things like that. So, um, you know, I'm sure for... For a lot of people, it, it's tough to put in the in the rearview mirror and um, not think about it. But um, it really is out of your control. I'm sure every player who was on our team last year would love to be playing in Vegas again next year. Um, you know, I think that's the hope. 
for a lot of us players. It's just, uh, you know, there's different things that, that you can't control, like I said. And right. um, Keep your fingers crossed and hope for the best. Uh, you are eligible this offseason for an extension. Has there been any talks between you and the team about signing an extension? Um, there haven't been a lot of talks. I think, um, you know, with the salary cap not really moving, um, I think the first thing that our, our uh, front office has to look is um, players who are unrestricted free agents. So I'm sure once they get that stuff done, then uh, we can sit down and start having some conversations. But I think it's probably um, one or two steps too far out right now. Well, he is Riley Smith, and again, it is the Battle for Vegas presented by Dollar Loan Center Charity Softball out at Las Vegas Ballpark. It's on July 24th at 7.30. You can get your tickets at Ticketmaster. Riley, we appreciate it this time. Uh, Thanks, morning. Riley. Thanks for coming Appreciate on. it, man. Yep, thank you, guys. Take care. Great stuff. Marsha, so. Hey, I, 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 I didn't see the home run derby last year. Would you have picked him to be with Conseco at that point? I, I don't I know. I wouldn't have known who to pick. Like we talked I to no yesterday idea. when when Dave Shane, you know, threw Kerry out there yeah. as potentially the worst. Like I don't know because like I you know, I asked Riley Smith, did you play any baseball growing up? Because baseball's like you you take athletes, yes. right? If you took a basketball player and said, Hey, can you like competently play football? Right. Most of them could. And football players could competently play basketball and all that. Baseball's the one sport where it's so mechanical when you're when you have to hit it's such a mechanical like you can't just sort of waltz in and you're always going to be good as no the easiest i think all of us are in that boat the easiest transition is you play baseball and eventually you're going to translate to softball and it'll be fine and you'll know what you're doing um i like i said i mean theodore i mean when when he told us that one year (laughs) he goes i you know someone asked him about fantasy football he goes well we want theodore in there he has absolutely no idea what he's doing like that's the guy you want in your fantasy football league and he goes he'd be drafting he'd be like yeah yeah pick that guy like the guys that don't even exist like it was it was hilarious first round pick you want the lions defense (laughs) yes Yes. the guy you need in your fantasy league shay theodore see the more points the defense gives up the better (laughs) i just say you never want to go into a week without at least three kickers (laughs) you never know what's going to happen i do want i do think i don't think there'd be anything like that but um darren said alex tuck he said he i mean he can't throw anyone of the bus about being kucherov but uh how about i woke up and watched it like (laughs) I hope so. I, I woke up and watched the, the. Well, if you're even anywhere near social media, it's you're seeing I it. I hope every hockey player in the world Watch that. watched that and yes. thought that was funny. I yes. need to do that. What was yes. the best? Is he goes, I don't know. He got there with his shirt off, <laughs> <laughs> which was a great point. Like, why did he have a shirt? <laughs> like, even just a t-shirt. You know, you take the jersey and the, the equipment off, but usually those guys walk in, they got t-shirts on. Oh, all right, Jared. Please play it again. Yeah. All right. Yeah, All right. Might, I will. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to remember real quick. I'm trying to remember. What did Ovechkin say at the parade where it was just oh. straight gibberish? Where it was I don't like, think he took shots at teams. No, 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 no. But he was so hammered it that was, it was oh. just after their parade. They were on stage and he just yeah. yelled like crazy stuff. We're going to do it again. I don't know. He yelled. It was like a five word phrase but it was yeah. gibberish and there was like six different like he could have said this or he could have <laughs> yeah, said this you had, no one had any idea what yeah. he said was it in russian no it, no, was, it was in english, english. 
It just maybe wasn't a complete sentence or a coherent sentence. It was great. Because, okay, but on the Kucherov sound, there's so many great parts of this. Yes. Yes. I, I al- s- we almost need to, like, play it. Maybe tomorrow we need to play it. Like, all right, all right, stop there. Okay, let's One of the down. best spots, one of the best things about the entire thing is when he pounds his beer down on the table when they say this guy right. has the first question. And he's not even saying right. anything at that point. Shirtless hockey player <laughs> with a beer in his hands. <laughs> Press conference is about to start. All right, Joe, what you got for me? All right, all right. Like, it's awesome. All right, you guys ready? We're we're doing it again. And if you have a question, we'll start with Joe Smith, the athletic. (laughs) Joe, let's hear it. (laughs) Just uh, how would you describe your congratulations? Uh, How would you describe your emotions right now after doing what you guys did? I I, I don't know what to say. Back to the best. Yeah. Back to back, and I... I couldn't sleep for three nights, you know, and uh, to be able to win this game is huge. Wasi was outstanding. MVP. I was telling him every day, Wasi, you're MVP. You, you're the best player. And then they gave it to whatever the guy in Vegas, the Vezina. And then last year they, they gave Vezina to somebody else, number one bull****, <laughs> number one bull****. Wasi took both cups, you know, and he took MVP and I was keep telling him he's MVP. He's the guy that <laughs> he's the best. You know, he was on his head today, and, you know, he kept us in the game. And another shout-out by him, remarkable. Can't even tell more. I'm so happy we – I didn't want to go back to Montreal, but they acted – the fans in Montreal, come on. They acted like they won the Stanley Cup last game. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? John Romano, Tampa Bay Times. Their final was last, last series. Get okay. out of there! The best is when he says – I can't talk no more. And but as Tyler said, had the moderator not said anything, he would have never stopped talking. No, nobody, like he's I can't talk more. Nobody else had to ask him a question. No, he would have just gone. <laughs> nobody else had to ask him a question. It, it was, it was classic. He. I also love that he starts that answer with "I don't know what to say," and then gives us more than sixty seconds of the best answer a hockey player's ever given. I love that. Apparently, he knows Joe more than Mark Andre Fleury. <laughs> Because he actually called Joe by his name, and he called Flurry by that guy in Vegas. He knows the Tampa Bay <laughs> beat writers more than he knows any the, other player. More in the than one of the greatest goalies ever in the game. Uh, but I know Joe. <laughs> we could do a cut of that where it's just his mouth noises, <laughs> yes. the beer getting slammed out, and then his hands also getting oh. and, is, and is like trying to clear his nose or whatever. Yeah, yeah well, he was I sniffing guess. his nose, like like his the beer and stuff. He's he's getting like congested or something, like. <laughs> There's two things great about it. It's one of the greatest press conferences ever, and two of the people who are mad at it. That that might even be better that people would actually be mad at it. How can you do this? It's not, you know, know, it's like, respect the game. Like, be quiet. Canadians fans responding on Twitter to people who posted that with, well, yeah, because we have passionate fans. Come on. Tampa fans aren't passionate. It's like, yeah, whatever. Whatever. Every team in this league, if you said you're going to make the playoffs, this nut job's not going to play the entire year, but you get him for the playoffs, like, sign me up. Like, <laughs> every team in the league would take that guy for the playoffs in, like, a second. And by the way, when he's not playing for the entire regular season, let him drink during the game yes. and talk to yes. the media after the game. <laughs> we, Coach I'm, Cooper, you don't have to do availability. Uh, we're putting Nikita up again tonight. <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to think that if we ever ran a team, if we would make Lashbrook go, you guys, you guys go a little too far. Yeah. <laughs> well, how about one? 
like I said last night on Twitter, I was jealous for the Tampa writers. How about if – how do you follow that? Cooper would come on. There'd be no one left on the Zoom. No. They'd all be you? writing their stories. It was why like, where is everybody? Be Where's like, Joe? Sorry, sorry, John Cooper. Sorry, Vasilevsky. Uh, no media wants to talk to you. <laughs> because they're all writing their stories. Nikita Kucherov, uh, yeah, he's still talking. So you guys can go home. We're, we're go fine. lift the cup. Yeah. Vassy, you're the MVP. <laughs> come on, Vassy, you're the MVP. All right, coming up next, it's Bischoff's Briefs. <laughs> Bischoff's Briefs. You know what happened last month without anybody noticing? This is for real. Webster's Dictionary expanded the definition of the word literally to include the way it's commonly misused. Bischoff's Briefs. So the thing is, we no longer have a word in the English language that means literally. It literally doesn't have a synonym. Bischoff's Briefs. So we're going to have to find the Latin word for it and use it. But see, I don't know any Latin. Bischoff's Briefs. So when I say that I am literally going to set fire to this building with you in it, you don't know if I'm speaking figuratively or literally. UNLV is the 122nd best team in college football. Top 130. There are only 130 teams, so they're all top 130. Um, That is according to Brad Powers. He put out sort of his preseason power rankings uh, for college football. Uh, he is a little bit more optimistic than Kenny White, who we talked to earlier this month. Kenny White has UNLV. What What did he have UNLV? What was it? They were at least a 10-point underdog in every uh, game except Utah Eastern State Washington. and New Mexico. Well, no, it had to be no, it had to be Western Washington. They're not going to be Wait, a 10-point No, they dog. were they were a t- Kenny were White they? had him as a 10-point dog in every Mountain West okay. game. Oh, every Mountain West game. Yeah. It was except Eastern Utah. Washington. No, it was every every single one of them. They were a 10-point dog. Then it had to be Eastern Washington. Yeah. Eastern Washington, he still had them as a like a four-point underdog to Eastern Washington. So Brad Powers a little bit more optimistic here because how many times do you have him favored? Uh, zero favorites. Oh. Um, which <laughs> th- going off his power rankings, he doesn't have Eastern Washington because they're not right, they're FBS. Not, yeah, right. Uh but looking at it, uh it's a little bit more optimistic because they're a little bit closer, but not actually that good. Uh, because I'm going to run through this really quick. Are you running through spreads? Yeah. Okay. Arizona State. Do you, do you want to guess? Sure, I'll guess. You look I'll, like guess. You I'll guess. guess. I'll guess. 29. 34. Okay. Iowa State. 34. 41 and a half. Oh, jeez. <laughs> wow. Christ. Can I say they're going to lose that game? Uh, Fresno Book State. It. Fresno State. Where's the game? Um, this is just, I have a just neutral okay. field based on his oh, power. Uh, seven 20, and a half. Oh, well, I went, I was going 21. Oh, based on 15. Ooh, I'm so, well, that's me. I'm Mr. Positive about UNLV yeah. football. So you're going to uh, get these numbers. UTSA on the road. UTSA. I'm, I'm struggling. 11 and a half. 14. I am so positive about this team. Utah State. Oh, this is the one I thought you and I were surprised. He said double digits, so I'll say eight, three nah. and a half. Nice. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. I, I overshot it there. Okay. Right. That's right. the one when when Kenny West said, "I'm like, you're ten point dogs right. of that team." Uh, San Jose State, reigning conference champ, 11. 12. 18 and a half. Wow. <sighs> Quarterback's back for San Jose. Oh, okay. Uh, Nevada. I'm not saying. He's oh, this will be good. Twenty-four. If, well. Yeah, they're like one of the best teams with that quarterback. So 21? 21 and a half. Oh! Nice! There we go. I still yeah, was yeah, under, yeah, though. Yeah, I'm positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New Mexico. I think that's 
there. I don't know where it is. Um, Jared St. Nine. Nine? Eight? Six and a half. Okay. Hey, all right. All right. Yeah, Eight. you're going right. Uh-huh. Ed's getting better. Hawaii. Eleven. No idea. Thirteen and a half. Okay. Hawaii is always one of those games yeah, where I'm no like, idea. I don't know. hey, they're up by three touchdowns. They lost. <laughs> That's why they're great. San Diego State. Eighteen. Nailed it. Oh! Nice! Well done! Air Force, last game. At Air Force, last game, 11 and a half. 14 and a half. So, what you have here, based on Brad Power's power rankings, uh, only two games within single digits in terms of a spread, and that would be Utah State and New Mexico. That Eastern Washington game will probably be as well. They'll probably end up being favorites in that Eastern Washington game just because it's an FCS team, but... You're looking at a schedule where they are an underdog of at least 13 and a half points or more in uh, nine of their 12 games. Boy. And look, I mean, I'm a weirdo who read every page of Phil Steele's preview magazine, and it appears Iowa State's good. But even 41 and a half, that yep. is a huge number. Yep. 41 That's and the half. number I, I, if I bet, I always, like in the first few weeks of the season, like I always bet the dog because I'm like, if just anything goes right for the dog, you're not going to get to 40. You know, it's really hard to beat anyone 41 and a half mm-hmm. if you run the ball and the number, you know, the clock and everything. So that's one where if you're 41 and a half favorite, man, that is. They, uh, UNLV covered when they went to Ohio State yes. a few years ago. Yeah. And they covered because they had a pick six against their like third string quarterback. Yeah. It was great. See, something like that, you cover yeah. the 41 and a half. 41 and a half, I don't care how much better you are. That's a hard cover. Yeah. Um, all right, now I'm going to name for you the teams that are actually ranked worse than UNLV. UTEP, Old Dominion, Akron, UConn, UL Monroe, UMass, Bowling Green, and New Mexico State. I totally always forget that UConn is, has a football team. I was going to say I forget Old Dominion's Division One. I. I, I thought... I. Genuinely, when he said Akron, I was like, didn't they just play in the spring? There are eight teams ranked worse than UNLV, meaning UNLV should go independent, schedule these eight teams every year, and they could go to a bowl game. <laughs> home and home with Akron? Get some wins, Ed. It's, it has, They're plus 13 against they, the entire Mountain West. Is it wrong of me? Not wrong, but I just... I think they're going over the number. I just can't believe they're the number's right. One and a half is very just, low. They've got to go over that number. Season. You get an FCS team in Eastern Washington. Yes, you're on the road, but Texas San Antonio's not that good. And there's two other bad Mountain West teams on your schedule. Plus, there's a decent chance they'll they'll upset somebody. Like there's a decent well, chance. Well, Utah State three and a half and Well, yeah. I, I don't even mean Utah State, New Mexico. I mean there's a decent chance like they're they're fifteen point dogs to Fresno State or they're fourteen and a half to Air Force. There's a decent chance yeah. they win one of those right. games. So right. you look at the schedule and it's one and a half is the over under, and just... it's the, and it's because they're not really gonna be favored in more than one game next year. And but but at the same time, it's like yeah, they're, it's not like they're playing the SEC schedule. They're okay. playing bad teams. That if those teams suck, yeah, UNLV will accidentally exactly. Win a game. It is much much like the cliche. People say I don't know if I believe this or not. You guys uh, love the NFL. The cliche is it's harder to go zero and sixteen than sixteen. You know because of the parity in the league, and there's just no way anyone's that bad. I kind of liken this, given what Tyler said. It's the Mountain West where 
I just don't think they can be that bad. Like, it's right. really impossible for a Mountain nope. West team that gets an FCS team in its non-conference to be under one and a half. It Also, no one tackles in the Mountain West. Like, there's a <laughs> there's a good chance that one game they rush for, like, 300 yards. That's what and I'm it's saying. it's random, like, all right. Isn't Williams good enough? You're exactly right. Isn't he good enough? And who's the wide receiver? Kyle Williams. Okay, isn't, yeah. it's Williams don't they have Williams. like two or three enough skill players where they can just one week, like you said, against Fresno or whoever, like have this incredible game and like win a game they shouldn't? There, there has to be a game like that. Yeah, and there should be. Yeah. That, that's why last year was so amazing that they lost every game by so many points. Like they weren't competitive, and it's like it's not like the Mountain West is that good. Like you should be competitive in some of these. All right, we're gonna go to break. Talk to Jr. Starkus. Good news for Ed: the Dodgers are already losing to the Marlins, one nothing. Ready for the weekend? It's like I picked the wrong week to quit drinking. Let's find out what's on tap with J.R. Starkus. Champagne, perfume going in, sewage coming out. Uh, Jazz Chisholm hitting nukes yeah. against Julio yeah. Urias. That's some breaking news. Bellinger got a hit. Um, before we bring him on uh, and yell at him, uh, this is breaking news, and there's a lot of people interested in this. The Tyson Fury Dante Wilder number three fight likely postponed a breakout of the coronavirus in the Tyson Fury camp. So it was July 24th at T-Mobile, but now it appears that there's a coronavirus breakout and that won't happen. Anyway. Aren't they not vaccinated? What are they doing? I don't know. The entire camp has it? That's not good. Here he is. Follow him on Twitter at JR Stark. It's Kia Can Executive, Southern Glazer Wine Spears in Nevada. Here with, uh, brought to you by Liquor World, Extreme Mixologist. What did... What were we yelling at you about on Twitter the other or texting the other day? It, it's like a weekly thing with you that I get mad at you for something, and I don't know what it was this week. I don't know. Last week it was about um, it was about because I didn't think they should have canceled the College World Series uh, uh, yeah. game for you know for North Carolina, yeah. uh, NC State. I don't think they should have done that. That was horrible. Um, I don't know what you were yelling me about today. This week, I mean, there is something every week that you're you're yeah, I'm mad at you about. That I text you about you know give me the big eye emojis and. Like you can't believe I, like you can't believe I said that. I'm looking I, at my texting between you and I this week, and you give me, of course, the two biceps, which is yeah. completely stupid. What did I give you that for, though? That was was that just that was that just that was just between me and you about the baseball game. Though I think the one that you're can, maybe talking about was probably the group text with you and I and, and uh, uh, Jared and Tyler. Mm. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing good, man. It's my time of year. It's warm out. Oh, that's right. It. I, one seventeen on Saturday. You must be you'll you'll be uh, slinging some drinks that week that day. Actually, I'll, I'll actually be in Arizona on Saturday. Oh. Uh, I got so it's, I, I want to increase the heat. I'll go to Arizona for the for the day. <laughs> JT's got a game out there, so I'll be out there with his baseball team for, on Saturday. So I think it's going to be like I don't know one hundred and twenty degrees. Yeah. What's the difference though? One seventeen, one twenty. What's the difference? Yeah. We uh, so we talked to Riley Smith earlier in the show. They're having the Battle for Vegas softball charity uh, game. Yeah, I'm um, going to that. Oh, you're going to it. I was going to ask, how do you get in it? I think you need to be, you or your son need to be in the game. I would love to be in the game. Uh, I don't know that I quite check the box of celebrity or athlete, uh, but I would definitely um, compete. I would I would go hard. I'd probably be like the, the guy that goes out there the hardest, and they'd be like, what the, heck, what the hell is this guy doing? <laughs> what to do that? That'd be me. You have to win. be the guy I mean, that, I want to win. You have to be the guy that wear the wristbands up on his biceps. 
like the uh, weird, like the weird uniform with the high socks, and you take arms. and you take it very seriously, and it's just for fun, and you're screaming at Riley Smith for not running out of ground ball. <laughs> yeah, we well, got to run out of ground ball. Come on! He tries yeah. to turn a double play. Yes. <laughs> yeah. oh. I I definitely would get thrown out of the game. I'd be arguing with the umpire. That would definitely happen. Um, Let's so go. There's, there's... Let's get two. Let's get two. <laughs> yeah. Riley Smith. Riley Smith, a pull a coup Who was that guy? How'd that guy get in the field? You wouldn't have <laughs> to get scaffolding, though. Actually, you're go. You bought a ticket to go. Uh, so yeah. Well, my wife, my wife bought a ticket for my son and I to go to the game. Uh, it's part of my anniversary gift. We celebrate our anniversary at the end of at the end of July. So she purchased that as part of the anniversary gift to go to that game. What a waste of money. You could have just climbed up on T-Mobile or on uh, yeah. City National with your scaffolding yeah. and watched from up there. I'll let my wife know you felt feel that way. Yeah, I mean, come <laughs> on. You you were you were ready for this. You are ready for eavesdropping on baseball and softball games. There's not a person I know that's more prepared for that than you. So true story is uh for 4th of July fireworks, uh, I broke out the scaffolding for the front uh for the front uh porch to watch some fireworks all over the place. Uh and my wife said to me she says Hey, you finally got to use that thing, huh? And it's the best 130 bucks I've ever spent. How tall would, is this scaffolding? Yeah, do you see over your roof? Well, the, I mean, where we live, you can see quite a bit into onto the strip and whatnot, because um, the way the houses are kind of angled down. So, um, I use it as more of like a bench seat for a bunch of people. Um, so, but it, it it does stand up, I think, three and a half feet. So, if I needed to stand on it, it would make me just over nine feet tall, ten feet yeah. tall, something like that. Rich guy up in the mountains. Just kidding. The, looking down, at, looking just, down at the whole valley. Well, you you, you, you're building, making a lot of money. Jesus, making a lot of money. Uh, <laughs> what do you got for us today? Pina colada, baby. It's hot oh. outside, you know. So right. July 10th, uh, this Saturday, is actually National Pina Colada Day. Uh, and so I figured that I would kind of go back and make another blended cocktail for anybody who likes to blend the drinks. It's, a, it's an easy drink to make the pina colada. Uh, a lot of bartenders will complain about it because... You know, you have to use a blender, and like we've said many times, when you go to any restaurant, if you ask for that type of drink, if it's not coming out of an already pre-made slushy machine, the blender's are miraculously broken every single time. Um, but those pre-made slushies, while they get the job done, they're 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 um, not the best way to make the drink. So, um, you know, the drink's really easy to make and only takes a few ingredients. So I thought I'd show people a, a great way to do it for themselves at home when it's 117 degrees outside. It sounds great. Now, if you're trying to get into quote-unquote pool shape or summer shape, then not the best drink for you. It's definitely uh, not low in fat or sugar, uh, you know, but with those things comes great flavor. So, you know, if you're looking to maintain the, the beach bod, pina colada is probably not the drink for you, but if you want to just enjoy it and have a tropical cocktail by the pool, the pina colada is definitely the way to do it. So uh, you're going to need some pineapple, some frozen pineapple chunks. You can, you can buy a pineapple, chunk it up, and then freeze it. Or you can just buy frozen pineapple chunks. Either one will work. You'll need uh, one cup of frozen pineapple chunks. You're going to add that to your blender. Uh, then you're going to need about three ounces of uh, cream of coconut. Now, there's a difference between cream of, cream of coconut, like a Coco Lopez, and coconut cream, right? Coconut cream is coconut water, um, not really any sugar, but in water, and some thickening agent. So if all you can find at the store is uh, coconut cream, like, um, like the Thai brands and stuff that you'll find in there, you can use it, but you're going to need to add the sugar to it. The coconut cream, um, or excuse me, the cream of coconut already has the sugar in it. So if all you can find at the store is cream of, or coconut cream, then add equal parts sugar and the that. But if you can find Coco Lopez, 
then all you'll need is that, and you'll use three ounces of Coco Lopez. Then you'll use two ounces of heavy cream, and then you're going to use an ounce and a half of Don Q Cristal Rum. And the reason I choose Don Q Cristal Rum is because Don Q Cristal Rum is from Puerto Rico. It is the national rum of Puerto Rico, and this drink, the Pina Colada, was created in Puerto Rico, so you should use a Puerto Rican rum. This is the rum of choice for the Puerto Ricans when they make it, so Don Q Cristal Rum. But I modified it a little bit because Malibu Rum came out with a new flavor, and it's Malibu Watermelon. So Malibu Watermelon is watermelon-flavored rum, not pineapple rum with watermelon in it, right? Even though Malibu is synonymous for their pineapple rum, um, this, this particular uh, mark is pineapple-flavored. So, or excuse me, watermelon-flavored. So I used an ounce and a half of that as well. Now, it sounds like a lot because I'm using three ounces, but when you think about Malibu as a spirit in itself, it's more of a, it's a lower proof. So it's, it's, not, it's not just like you're using three ounces completely of rum. So it works out quite well with this recipe. So to recap, so far I have in my blender a cup of frozen pineapple, three ounces of cream of coconut, two ounces of heavy cream, ounce and a half of Malibu watermelon, ounce and a half of Don Q Cristal, no ice. You don't need any ice. The watermelon is going to be your frozen component here, um, and you have enough of the non-alcoholic ingredients in the cream of coconut and the heavy cream to balance out what you would for typical water. Put in the blender, blend it up um, for, you know, 20 seconds or so, and then pour it into your cup, your pool cup, your goblet, whatever. You can garnish it with a piece of pineapple. You can garnish it with a slice of watermelon. Um, if you blend it a little bit less, you'll have some of the chunks of pineapple in there. If you blend it longer, then it'll be a smoother consistency. So that's kind of up to you, however you like it. I typically like to go a little bit shorter because I like to have something to chew on. I'm the, you know, when I have a smoothie or something, I enjoy the seeds. Uh, some people don't like that. So just blend it a little bit longer and that's it. That's how you make a fantastic pina colada for your pool party or for enjoying outside by your pool or at any time of the year, frankly. Uh, and it's, and it's super delicious and it's all things that you can find at you know, Liquor World and your grocery store, wherever you shop, it's easy to find stuff that you, you can keep all year long. So, Pina Colada from Puerto Rico, which country has, like, the best lineup of drinks that they have created? Ooh, classic stuff? Whatever, whatever you think. Like, whatever you think, oh, that country's created, like, three drinks and they're all awesome or whatever. However you want to go with it. Well, I'll be honest with you. The USA is not so bad. I mean, we've done a lot of cool stuff. If you're not talking about just simply classic cocktails, um, you know, the, you know, Europe is really good in general, like England, London, um, UK area is, is, is really solid with drinks. Um, man, it's, that's a tough one. I mean, for me personally, I would probably choose something like, uh, Puerto Rico cause they have the pina colada, they have a coquito. Um, and it's also, you know, warm and by the water. So those things all check boxes <laughs> for me. <laughs> so, I mean, if you're, if you're looking to just enjoy life, that's a, that's a pretty good place to go. But then you also have places like the British Virgin Islands that have, you know, a painkiller cocktail, which is incredible. I, I, I tend to think of it as less of a smorgasbord of how many drinks there are as much as how, which one of these drinks could I just drink every day for, you know, without question, without, uh, if, I mean, obviously if you're not worrying about a waistline or anything like that, but that for me is, 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 is heaven, man. So I think the Puerto Rico is a pretty good one. And so is like Yost Van Dyke and the British Virgin Islands where the painkiller was, was created. Oh, no, I was just, I was going to comment that he immediately went America and then the UK, both places with some of the highest rates of alcoholism. <laughs> Imagine that, huh? Yeah. Imagine that. But, I mean, if you look at the United States, like, we have so many talented 
you know, tastemakers and beverage people here. There are a lot of great cocktails that come out uh, of, of, you know, just research and development and goofing around. Painkiller, or excuse me, the um, penicillin cocktail is a cocktail that is probably one of the most popular beverages you probably have never heard of, but is within the bartending community created by uh, an American uh, well, actually created by an Australian guy, but in, in America, um, it's just, it's, there's so many great cocktails in, in, in our States that, you know, if you, if you enjoy a good cocktail, you'll find it here. Am I going to regret asking why it's called the penicillin cocktail? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, uh, it's, it's, it's a, it's a scotch drink and it's got a little bit of ginger. He does something called sweetened ginger juice. So he takes fresh ginger and he sweetens it with sugar. It's different from if you were to make like a ginger syrup because he's doing, uh, he's adding more sugar, like granulated sugar to the ginger juice. So it's very, it's spicy, very, very spicy with the fresh ginger. A um, little bit of lemon, lemon, some honey syrup, and uh, just a couple dashes of a smoky Isla scotch on top of it. And it is unquestionably one of the most popular uh, cocktails in American cocktail culture right now. He also has another version of it that he does as a frozen version, and he calls it the penicillin. And so it's the same thing essentially, but frozen. This this is all. All Tyler wants to know is the like names. names. Yes. The names. Yes. He just wants to know the names. <laughs> the smile that uh, penicillin just. We, should find, we can find some really really good cocktail names out there. Uh, similar to like my down for the count drink that I did for a, a years years ago. There's some really there's some really sharp names out there. Um, you know, some of them funny, um, some of them, you know, super in depth with, you know, the research the bartender or the creator has done to build the drink together that when you tie the whole story together, it's really special. Um, and some of them are just, you know, um, you look at it, you're like, I don't understand it, but the heck with it. It's delicious. Like I'll keep ordering that drink. Look for the pina colada on Instagram at JR makes drinks. It's JR Starkus at JR Starkus on Twitter brought to you by Liquor World. He is from Southern Glaciers Wine Spirits, Nevada. He's our friend that we like to make fun of. Uh, we will be texting you throughout the week something that you've done wrong. Uh, go back yeah. to your mansion, take down the scaffolding, and uh, be rich and famous. See you. <laughs> take care, guys. Penicillin. What a name. That's a great name. We had the cops called out to our street on 4th of July. <laughs> What were you doing? All right. Well, you know, we you need know, a break. You okay. know one of those. Like, that's okay. a hell right. of a tease. That's a good tease. <laughs> we got tickets to give away to go see USA Basketball. They take on Nigeria on July 10th uh, at Michelob Ultra Arena at Mandalay Bay. The phone number is 702-364-1100. We will take caller number six at 702-364-1100 to go see USA Basketball take on Nigeria. Now the pitch. Rough hits a high drive center field. Bader going back. Bader at the wall. Looks up. It is gone. Up over the center field wall. Darren Ruff. On 0-1, Aguilar swinging a blast. Deep to left. McKinstry back at the wall. Goodbye! A walk-off home run! Aguilar, his first of the year at Lone Depot Park. It's a three-run game winner. And the Marlins have beaten the Dodgers for the third consecutive night. 9-6 the final. We're back to the Press Box Morning Show with Ed Graney and Tyler Bischoff. Well, give them two and a half hours, it'll be four straight. It's one nothing in the third. Do you want, do you want Mike's voicemail? <laughs> Wait, is Ed telling us why the police... Yeah, okay, oh, it'll be, yeah, it'll first... be quick. We weren't at home. We had gone to somewhere to watch fireworks, so when we came home, the excitement was over. But apparently, someone got mad because, long story short, some kid fell against a car, 
the person thought the car got dinged. The person, the the the, the, the parent of the kid says, you know, don't yell at my kid. Someone picks up one of those, you know, the lighters that you light um, uh, birthday candles with or fireworks, so you yeah. know, you hold your hand, threw it at the guy. Oh, I don't know geez. if it was lit at that point, hit him in the head, and all of a sudden the cops were there, and I was just happy they were nowhere near the Baylor flag, because if oh, that thing set on, that on if fire, if that thing would have caught on fire, I mean, to heck with the house. Someone saved the flag at this point. <laughs> it cost me a fortune, so we missed all the, quote-unquote, fireworks uh, around the house, because when we got home... There were kids milling outside the house. It didn't appear that the law enforcement had been called out, but you throw that lighter at someone's head, that's that's dangerous. Yeah. I bet the the next day on the next door app in your neighborhood was fun. <laughs> my I, wife's on that thing all the time. Oh, my <laughs> God. It's She's so on that stupid. Thing all the it's time. the worst thing. I know. She's on that thing all the time. <laughs> next door. Oh, my God. Someone just like, hey, make sure that you are locking all of your uh, your cars because some people are in the neighborhood stealing things. And it's like, probably your neighbors. Your neighbors <laughs> are the ones probably stealing stuff. Like, it's a gated community. Like, <laughs> to get in, they have to go buy the security card. Um, all right. By the way, congratulations to Tom. He won a pair of tickets to go see USA Basketball. We have a voicemail. Yes, from Mike to play. I do. He is I, this a good one? I think you it, seem think, very happy about it. It. I think it's pretty fun. All right, here we go. Hey, this is Kareli Kaprizov. Get me out of this bleeping Siberia up here. I no longer wish to play with these AHL caliber bleeping players. <laughs> Send me to Tampa Bay. I play with fellow countrymen. It's warm. Like Sochi in summer. And I will teach these fellow countrymen that you do not get drunk on five beers. What the bleep is that about? Wow. Good job. Good job, Mikey. Good job. Good job. Excellent job. It's an excellent job. Excellent. I, all right. I, I, I played it too soon. We, we should have just we should have walked out on that. Or we should have paid it back to back with Kucherov. Oh. I, I'm, in, I'm uh, we, impressed. We, we we may not. We do. I, I will say I don't think we have the time to go full Kutra. <laughs> I am impressed with Mike. I am absolutely that, impressed. That blew me away. That yeah. was really good. You want to do a Russian accent of Kaprizov and come up with a fake trade scenario to send him to Tampa Bay? I'm on board. I don't. Can they afford that? Kaprizov I don't, I, I don't think much. Tampa Bay. I don't think Tampa Bay give That's cares true. about That's true. The, they do not care. I want to. Mike to call so I, he can talk in his Russian accent and I can talk in my Irish one. We just I'll go just back leave. and forth. Oh, and just like, <laughs> what, what, I mean, what accent am I going to have to do in that situation? <laughs> I don't know. I'll just be going. Bring back my twang. <laughs> I'll just be going. That was a good one from Mike. Did he say he was Kaprizov? Yeah. yeah. He was pretending to be Kirill Kaprizov, ah, okay. who, who does yes. apparently want to leave Minnesota to go yeah. back to the KHL or whatever okay. that report was. So now the hypothetical from Mike here is that he wants to be traded to Tampa Bay to play with... Well. A good team. I mean, <laughs> half the teams is, is it, countrymen, so there's not. I mean, it, it is, makes sense that he'd want to go there. Is it weird for how massive a country Russia is? There doesn't seem to be any issues as long as it's like you're Russian. Okay, cool. Like you yeah. could be from like the part that yes. borders like Mongolia, yes. and it's like as long as you're Russian, yes. we good. are all good. Yeah, that's all that matters. Did I just give up another run yet? No, did they? <laughs> That was a no, question. No, 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 it's, no, it's, no, no, but the guy who hit the leadoff bomb is coming up, so it's probably going to be 2 0 here. Jazz chiseled. Take it deep Chisholm's, again. Yeah. Let's go, Urias. Get somebody out, maybe. It's still 1 0. Um, just one hit. We're still making Chazzes. What a shock. Jazz. The, the, oh. What a shock. The, uh, the, 
All-Star hitting 244. Mookie is 0 for 2. That should have been Turner over him. Mookie's not an All-Star. He's not. <laughs> Turner, Turner's hitting 304. Why didn't that guy get it? I know third base is logged up, but the guy's hitting 304. Position. Mookie's not an All-Star. They don't play the same position. I know that, but he's not an All-Star. DeGrom's out. I'm hoping for Bueller at this point. DeGrom's out. The Astros are backing out. Correa and yeah. Altuve are not All these guys going. are like, eh, we don't play in this I one. wouldn't want to go either. Sounds like a disaster. I don't even want to watch it.